Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I am Troy. And I'm Bruce. And we are so glad to have you here with us uh, to spend this time with us. I don't know how long we're going to be on. This is probably a pretty good-sized topic. Uh, if you guys have noticed in, in this second season, we've we've done a pretty good job of cutting the topics in half. Uh, so I, I think that's so like uh, you can get on your treadmill and you know, you can you can listen, and by the time we finish talking, your workout's over. It'll help yeah. you get through that or, you know, 25-minute commute, 30-minute commute. Either way, we're doing all that kind of stuff this year, trying to be conscious. That's awesome. Of our, our listeners. That's awesome. <laughs> we got a good uh, conversation for you today. We wanted to talk about what does it mean to be called? And who called you? And who called you? Oh, uh, boy. Both of those things are very important. I'm going to switch them around if you don't mind. I would love that. Who called you and what does it mean to be called? I like it. You like that? I like it. I want to, if I can just go ahead and jump right in. Let's go. Let's, let's jump let's right in. Let's go. Right? Who called you and what does it mean to be called? The first thing that I want to set for our listeners is I want to give a definition of the word call or called, or calling. I'm going to start with, I guess I'll start with Romans chapter 8, verse 30. But let me give the definition first. We're not Greek scholars or anything like that. No, you know, not at all. But, but it's so important, I think, I believe, that it's important. At least I'll say it like this. It's been very important to me, Troy, that I go beyond the surface, especially with so many translations today. Of course. So, you know, I'm not trying to be a Greek scholar or anything like that, but I do make sure that I go and I do a little study. I love to do word studies, right? Yeah. So this word call or called is pronounced kaleo in the Greek. And it's the word that's specifically used. I'm I'm pulling from the scripture we're going to start with Romans 8 verse 30. And basically the definition of call or called is to be invited it's an invitation. That's right. That's what kaleo means. If I would expand that just a little bit, the definition, I'm not expanding it, but this is the actual definition of the word call or called, to be invited for usage or to be invited to be used of God, if I can say it like that. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what this word called means. We know that in some circles within the body of Christ, Troy, the word has taken on almost a life of its own. It has. And so we hear a lot of people talk about my calling. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I just, I think that it helps to understand that if you believe you've been called by God, it's great to understand that it's an invitation. Correct. So just like anything else, you have to, I like to say it like this. If you were invited to a wedding, you'd have to what? You still have to show up. Well, you even before you show up, you'd have to RSVP. Yeah, there you go. You'd, you'd have to you, answer the, the invitation. You can see I'm backwards. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, I got an invitation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'll be there. It's Jesus. He's calling me, and I'm on my way right now. Well, you'd have to RSVP. Right. You get an invitation in the mail. Oh, this is great. Wonderful. And then you have to make the decision 
whether you're going to go or not. Correct. And if you're going to go, then it's common courtesy to RSVP, res- respond, s'il vous plaît, right? That's right. So when I think about God calling us, he's not just calling us and that's just it and now you're called and you have no obligation. No, he's saying he's inviting us, which means the ball is in our court now. Yes. And we have to make a decision to respond. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I know, like you said, we're not Greek scholars, but it's important to go past the surface because I think that's where the deep, meaningful truth is. We understand the writers of this book and how they were inspired to write according to that culture. Uh, one thing that we should come to understand is they love to bury truth. Yeah. To where you have to dig it out. Yes. And it's, it's like a jewel when you dig it out. Yeah. So typically when you see something on the service, that's not the exact point that the writer is trying to make. It's really not. They love to bury truth. The ancient Hebrew culture, yes. they, they love to bury truth. So we have to go beyond the surface. And I think you're right. This has been almost like a mystical word in the body of Christ. You, you have a calling on you. Calling. Yeah, you gotta, you, you, you have, have to almost important. whisper Yeah, it. when you whisper it, it's like it's really important when you, really you have important. a calling. <laughs> calling. And it's 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 getting to that point where it's it's almost mystical. But but here's the deal, okay? We look at the definition of the word, right? And yes. I think you do a great job of explaining that. If it's an invitation, mm-hmm. or I should say since it's an invitation, right? Stands the reason that every born again believer is called. Ooh. Right? That's great. Every born again believer. So this is not just for the preacher, this is not just for the evangelist or the prophet or the apostle. That's right. Or all the, no, every born again believer is invited to do something, invited to be used by God yes. for something. Yes. So that should kind of take some of the sting out of it for some people that might be intimidated by that word. Right. But at the same time, it should also bring some of those that think too lofty of themselves because they've been called. Oh, come on. Bring them down to where everybody else is, right? Come on, that's because great. we've all been invited to be used by God. We've all been invited to be used by God. Absolutely. I love that. No way around that. No way around that. Now, I'm going to read, since I, I gave the definition, but I didn't actually read the scripture. So I'm going to read the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Romans chapter 8, for those of you who may be following or taking notes. It's Romans chapter 8, and I said verse 30, but I'm going to read into verse 30. So I'm going to start in verse 28. And we know, and this is a favorite scripture in Christendom, Romans eight twenty-eight, And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called, mm-hmm. invited, according to his purpose. Boy, that brings clarity. It sure does. Invited according to his purpose. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow or knew before, he also did predestinate mm-hmm. to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And then we have verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. That's right. That's. I want to stop right there because, see, now we're talking about predestinate. I had a conversation with someone about predestination and that kind of thing. Yep. But now what, what I'm getting out of that is God had something in mind for you. That's right. Predestinate. He had something in mind for you, for me, for every person listening to this podcast, for every human on the planet. 
Yeah. But then he doesn't just say, well, I have a plan for them. What he does is he calls us. That's exactly what he does, man. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. That's Romans 8, 28, 29, and 30. And I love that, man. I love that because, once again, it levels the playing field. It should. It really should, man. Because uh, I think a lot of times we, oh, man, we do get caught up in, in certain things, and especially for gifted people. I think you mentioned this one time before on the podcast, you know, gifted people. They, they probably need the most prayer. Oh, man. Because a lot of times, man, I'm going to tell you, the, the gift, one thing people don't recognize when it comes to idol worship is a lot of people worship their own gift. Yes. It becomes an idol to them. Come on, um, Troy. So people that are extremely gifted, yeah, I mean extremely yeah. gifted, they're, they have to be grounded. Yes. They have to be grounded. Yes. And you have to recognize the, the biggest difference between one of the members of your church versus the pastor of that church is right. the pastor's level of responsibility and his level of servitude. Yeah. We forget about the level of servitude. Right. So where you're called, just like he's called. Yes. But in his function, he's called to serve more people. Yes. At a time, at one, right. you know, as opposed to you. We're both called to do the same thing right. when it comes to serving in yeah. a nutshell. Yes. You know what I mean? But yes. the way he does it and his level of responsibility and his sphere of influence yes. is different. Yeah. But he's called to serve at a higher level, but still serving. But so. it's still service. Still service. So One of the things I love about uh, not picking on the pastors, but once again, one of the things I love about looking beyond the surface, right, digging in a little bit, is that when you look at the word deacon, it's what? Diakonos. Diakonos. Greek, yes, sir. Or diakonos, as some people say, right? Mm-hmm. Same word as pastor. Basically the same word. You know, it, it lends to the same level of service. Service, yeah, se. man. All of it's going to be about service. So when we think about and talk about being called of God for usage, it's really he in the mind of the Father, and I think I'm okay saying this, mm-hmm. in the mind of Father God, He's not trying to create celebrities. Yeah. He's not trying to create super apostles and wild prophets. He's really not. No. He's trying to create people who will walk with him in a level of service. And I hope we get to it because I, I, you know, I I know you have some scriptures. I I have some also that show exactly what we're talking about from the word of God, right? That he's calling us, inviting us. To service, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether that's service as an apostle, whether that's service as an app maker. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Whether that's service as a pastor or whether that's service as a police officer. That's right. Because guess what? There's born again app makers. There's born again police officers. That's right. So whatever that level of service is, it's still service that, that becomes the focus of what your, I have my quote fingers up, you guys. You can't see us, That's so first i got to tell tonight. you. <laughs> <laughs> I have my quote <laughs> fingers up. You know, for whatever your your idea or level of calling is, we have to understand that it all cooks down, for lack of a better term, to the idea of service in the heart of God our Father. I love that term. It cooks down. That's I love that. Because that's really what it, it really comes down to. Why are we here? Why are we if here? For no other reason 
but to serve. Why else are we here? It can't be about your salvation, right? You've already got that. Yes. And if it was really just about your salvation at the point that you got saved, you would go home. Yes, that's right. Why are we here? So Jesus said, look, I didn't come here to be served, but I came here to serve all. So part part of that three and a half years was him serving people. Even though they called him master, he's like, nah, I get what you're saying. And you're on the right track. And you're on the right track. But here's the deal. I'm here to serve. It's just the level that I serve. And if, I, and if I am an example to you, correct, it is an example of serving the one who called me. Yeah, man. Oh. Now we get into the good part. <laughs> who actually called you? <laughs> you know, but that's Jesus. He, Absolutely. He, he is, you know, my favorite, my favorite line, man. <laughs> he, he's our example in all things godly. That's right. So he doesn't come... And, and this messed up a lot of disciples because they thought he was coming for this big outward takeover when he was actually coming to show people how to go low. Yeah, man. Because in God's economy, to go up, you got to go down. That's right. In God's economy, to, to receive, you got to give. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so God's economy is completely diametrically opposed, and I just call it that for you listeners, For our listeners, I just call it God's economy. You know, I'm talking about the kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son versus the kingdoms of this world, right, are diametrically opposed to each other. So the thing that in the world, you know, the world will tell you, oh, no, 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 you got to do this, 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 and this. More than likely, it is exactly the opposite in the kingdom. (laughs) And so when we look at this idea of service, I'm not saying that there aren't people in the world who who don't understand that. There are a lot of great people in the world, and some of them aren't. They, they don't believe in our Jesus. I wish they did. My yeah. prayer is that they would. But the, but the truth of the matter is there are a lot of people in the world who believe, who have, who have been raised, who do it as a tradition or do it as a family, you know, a family ethic or whatever, and that's wonderful, right? But at the core of it, God is saying, why are you here? Yeah, and I think that's a, it's, it's such a great question. We have to answer that continuously. Uh, not just in our minds, but we need to answer that with our actions. Yes. Um, if, if, man, I'm gonna tell you, servitude. We, we'll we'll do a podcast on just servitude. We have to. That's a sneak peek. We have to. <laughs> yeah, we'll do one on we servitude. We just, I mean, there's no way we can really <laughs> dig into it. We, we can it's barely tough. touch it today. Yeah, it's tough. But it, yeah, the idea of of the calling, the idea of the calling, uh, the being invited to do it, what it is that God has has preordained for you to do. Yes. That, um, I remember Miles Monroe said this one time that every person born here in the earth is a solution to a certain problem. Yeah. Yes. So there was a problem and you're the answer to that problem. Yes. Now, in order for you to answer that problem, you do have to cooperate with God. I get that. Yes. But it's such a great point because we pigeonhole God so much that we don't think that the smallest problem. Yes. So think about this. I don't know. This just came to my mind. At some point, people got tired of making mistakes writing, mm-hmm. and somebody had to come up with an eraser. As silly as you think that is, Boy, it really was a problem, yeah. right? Yeah. And somebody was sent here as silly and as minimal as you think that is, somebody was sent here to solve that problem. Yeah, that's great. Right? How do I – every time I make this mistake, I got to cross it out and then right over the top of it or underneath it or something like that. Right. And then somebody comes up with the idea to make an eraser. Right. Yeah. White out. Yeah. The eraser. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. These were problems that somebody was sent here as small and as minimal as you think that might be. 
Somebody was sent here to solve that particular problem. Absolutely. And this is one of the things they might have been preordained to do. It might yeah. not have been the only thing. Yeah. More than likely wasn't the only thing. However, we have to recognize that we're sent here for a reason. We're called. Yeah. We're invited to partner with God. It's always been that way. Adam was supposed to partner with God. And, yeah. you know, everybody that hit Moses, partner, everything that Moses did, God could have done by himself. Yes. Except for the fact that he set an order. He set an order in the yes, beginning, and because right. he is so faithful to his own word, yeah. he follows by the rules that he plays, right? Yes, that's so correct. I'm going to partner with Moses. I'm going to partner with Elijah. I'm going to partner with Joshua. I'm going to partner with David. I'm going to partner with Abraham mm-hmm. all the way down the line. Yeah. And I'm even going to partner with myself in the form of Jesus, yep. you know, to accomplish something here in the earth. And we have to recognize that when you're called, what are you called for? You're not called to have people serve you. You're not called to be, uh, like you said, the celebrity and all this. Right. Thing. No, it's not what we're called for. Right. We're called here to serve that's and exactly to partner right. with God. That's exactly right. And um, I think that's so great, man. The idea that Jesus would come in the form of a man, take on the, you know, t- take on the, the resemblance of his own creation. Right. And show us how to live out this life in this earth realm. One of my favorite mental pictures of Jesus is not him. We talk about this all the time and kind of laugh about it. It's not him floating across the ground, you know, two feet of two feet <laughs> above the ground. You know right. what I'm saying? And his feet never get dirty, although he's from a desert, you know, a desert land. You Correct. know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and they only had <laughs> sandals and stuff, right? And bare feet. It's not that. One of, one of my favorite visuals of Jesus, and this is the son of God. This is the Christ, right? Yeah. I hope people don't get mad at this, that listen to this, because I don't mean it. He's he's my savior, and I'm learning how to make him my Lord. So this is not in any way to make him common. Right. One of my favorite pictures of my Lord and Savior is him playing with children on the ground. Yeah. He's on the floor. The children are pulling on his beard and jumping on his head and jumping on his back. I have grandchildren. They think your body, they think Papa's body, you know, <laughs> is a jungle gym. It's indestructible. <laughs> For those of you who may not who who may not be from America, we're in America. Um, <clears throat> a jungle gym, uh, you know, a, a a place to jump all over and swing from, and that kind of thing. So, that's one of my favorite pictures of him, right? Because even in that, he's serving the children. Right. He's serving them what is natural and common to them. That's right, man. And to play and to laugh, not to be so stoic. No, 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 don't touch the man of God. No, he gets down on the floor and he plays with children and he, and he, and he makes jokes and that kind of thing. I, I just love that, man. But I see that as a level of service. He's serving humanity and meeting humanity where humanity is. Exactly. You know? Serving them right where they are. Yeah. Right? No point in serving children, you know, at a level of a of a teenager or something like, no, this is where they are. They want to, you know, play on the floor. Let's play on the floor. Let's play on the floor. Make life good for them. That's exactly you know? <laughs> right. That's exactly I love right. it, man. Yeah, this is, um, like I said, this is one of those things, if we, we're not careful, we get too lofty. Yes. Um, when we start talking about the calling. Yes. And all this kind of stuff. I know you had a couple of more passages you wanted to introduce. I do. I yeah, do. let's go. First Peter 2, 
verse 20 through 22, 1 Peter 2, verse 20 through 22 says, For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure it? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God, for to this you have been called. Because we're talking about who called you, right? So that may seem like a weird scripture, but I threw that in there because it says for this. Now we're talking about the fact that we're finding out who called us. God called us. That's right. But we're also beginning to delve into why we were called. Okay. For to this you have been called because Christ also, now we see our example, Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. So here we are talking about an invitation. An invitation to what? Boy, this this gets really, really interesting, Troy, because in First Peter 2, he, he uses the example that if you be beaten or if you suffer right. for something that you weren't even guilty of, right? Nobody wants to suffer for something that they they didn't do. Nobody wants to to suffer for something they did do. (laughs) You know, (laughs) if they were wrong, they want to get away with it. They 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 hope not to suffer for it. But especially if you if you were innocent in it, right? And yet the Bible says in First Peter two, this is a gracious thing, right? That you endure suffering even though you didn't do anything wrong. And if that's not good enough, then he goes on to say, this is what you've been called to. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, okay, if that's not good enough, then he goes on to say and show us our example. This is what happened with Jesus, if I can paraphrase. This is what happened with Jesus. That's right. Who had no deceit in his mouth, had committed no sin, and yet... This is what he was called to. Right. I think it's important that we throw that in there and at least touch it a little bit because we are in a time. This is this is 2022 that we're sitting in this in this studio and recording this. We're in 2022 already. Right. And there's all kinds of things that are going on in the world right now. COVID has taken front center stage, but there's a lot of other things that are happening in the world right now. Russia and the Ukraine and, you know, and China and all of these different, different, you know, factions, all these different things are happening and people are scared. Mm -hmm. That's just the truth of it. People are scared. And I would venture to say that there's a lot of believers who are scared. Absolutely true. And yet God in his infinite wisdom says, Number one, there's nothing to be afraid of, but you have to come to the realization that I've called you to something. Mm-hmm. You have to come to the realization that you might have to, you might have to take some licks. Right. You might have to take some hits, but it's okay. It's not because you've done anything wrong. It's what you've been called to. Ah, uh, yeah, man. That's tough, man. It's it's a tough pill to swallow. It is a reality. I'm going to tell you what, man, that persecution word, that's, that's one of those words we don't like. You know, I'm not saying people should like to be persecuted or anything like that, but it's almost like we avoid it at all costs. At all costs, we avoid persecution. Well, you, you, I mean, you know, Peter, Peter, Peter and them, they rejoiced because yeah, they saw it as an honor. Correct. 
And the, and the truth of the matter, you can avoid it all you want to, but if you're going to serve God, persecution is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, so, it's um, going to happen. Now, here in this western part of the world, we look at persecution as <laughs> people talking bad about us. Uh, <laughs> people won't invite you to things because you're the Christian guy and you're going to kill all the I'm being persecuted. That's not persecution. That's not persecution. Not at all. It's not persecution. No. Um, we, we have the luxury of being spoiled. In the western part of the world. Yes, we do. And there are people. I was looking at this video. A little side note. We talk about persecution. Look at this video. There's a group of people. I believe it was in China. My wife and I were watching it. Okay. I believe it was over in China. And uh, these folks are trained in evangelism. It takes them quite some time. And they're in this little hut. They wouldn't even disclose the location because, you know, how it goes. But uh, they wouldn't disclose the location. These folks were being trained in this small little hut or a little room, no air conditioning, as hot as I don't know what. They have bits and pieces of the Bible. Yes. And and they, they would worship for hours, and they would sit and be taught for hours. And they were preparing themselves, you know, to go out to the mission field, right? Yes. They were trained evangelists. And the interesting thing is when they graduated, when they were ready, many of them would, would purchase one-way plane tickets because they knew they weren't coming back alive. Wow. They knew they weren't coming back. Yes, yeah, see, that's heavy. But they still went. But they still went. And many of them did meet their fate. Right. Yes. They they were never seen or heard from again. Right. Many of them did meet their fate, but they were willing to go. Yeah. As persecution. Yeah. Yeah. As persecution. Yes, absolutely. Um, we 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 don't have that uh, on this part. Which don't get me wrong. I'm happy. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. I'm happy about that. But what I'm saying and the point I'm making is. We avoid persecution at all costs, but yes. we don't recognize that if you're going to serve him, persecution is going to happen. Right. The world will hate you. Why? Because they hated him first. Yes. This is the reality of it. So, And, and you know, Paul didn't say that. Peter no. didn't say that. No. Silas didn't say that. Barnabas didn't say that. No. Jesus said that. Red letters, baby. Jesus <laughs> said it. It's, it's in red letters. <laughs> Jesus said, if they hated me, they'll hate you. That's right. You know, if they do this to a green tree, how much more a dry, one. a dry one? That's right. You know, and so I believe that that from the very beginning, from the inception of his of this New Testament church that he came and established, he was making the point that once again, this is why you're here. I don't want you to be confused about why you're here. I was talking to somebody earlier today and I and I made the point to them. I said, you know, we're here we're here on this planet called Earth for a really short period of time. Whether that's, that's eighty right. years, seventy years, you know, some some don't even make it to that. But you know, I mean, even if you made it to a hundred or a hundred and two or a hundred and five or whatever, right? Compared to eternity, that's an extraordinarily short period of time. It's a blink. <laughs> it's a blink. Yeah, it's a blink. I believe it was important to God to make sure because I'm, I keep hearing what Jesus would say when he was here, for this is the reason the Son of Man is here. I'm paraphrasing, but he kept saying things like that when he was here. Right. This is the reason I was sent. I was sent for this. I was sent for this. I was The Son of Man was sent for this. I was sent to do this. I was sent to do, I only do what my Father does. I only say what my Father says. I can say for, for uh, my wife and I, that after so many years of ministry, that's that's where we are now. Yeah, it took a little while to get there, but that's where we are now. Yeah, it's and and it's so simple. 
but it's made walking with him and made answering the invitation, the call, the calling, yeah. the invitation, made it so much more fun, made it so much more, it made it easier because it's not something that's being produced from me, it's being produced through me. That's a great point to bring up. It's a great point to bring up. I love that because when you're being, when you're being used by God, mm-hmm. right? Here's the interesting thing: since God has given you a purpose, yes, and this is for any listener out here, since God has given you a purpose, then you have to recognize the success or the failure of that purpose lies with God. Yes. Right. Yes. The willingness to cooperate lies with you. Yes. But when you say, yes, I'm willing, now the success of that purpose is on God. Yes. Right? Yes. Because he's going to equip you with everything you need to fulfill that purpose. That's so right. It may not feel like it. It may not look like it. You may you may feel like I'm so far in over my head, and I felt like that <laughs> plenty of times, and I still feel like that sometimes. I'm so Absolutely. far in over my head. Thank God, but, what are you doing to me? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I are, you sh- are you sure are you sure god i know somebody out there can relate to this so <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things that now now the success is no different it's no different than than uh, uh whoever created your mobile device of choice yeah, right I, I will not bring up the the, the fruit <laughs> but for our android users the smart people out there the android users <laughs> oh, so funny. You, whoever created that device gets to determine the success of that device. Yes. Right. Because I can say, I can say I use this to hold down papers on my desk or to prop open the door, but that's, can I use it for that? Of course I can use it for that. But is that the purpose of it? No, it's not. Right. right, I gave it utility, but I cannot give it purpose because I didn't create it. That's right. So once he creates you and he gives you purpose, now the determining uh, or, or the success factor of that purpose lies with him. Yeah. So if you want to be successful, this is why we always tell you, the, 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 the measure of a success is, did you do what God told you to do? That's it. It's nothing else. That's it. We can say, well, you, you have to do these five things and these 10 things make successful people and, and successful people. Do, no, no. Successful people obey God. That's right. It's that simple. It's that simple. Because the purpose of why you're here lies with him. Therefore, yeah. the success of that purpose lies with him. With the maker. That, if that makes sense. Lies with the maker. Absolutely. The manufacturer. The manufacturer has the success built in already because this is what he determined that you're here to do. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to our podcast. Make sure you join us next time uh, as we continue this conversation about being called and what does it mean to be called. We'll see you again under the picture.